Hello, everyone, and welcome to Journey to Success Radio Network. My name is Tom Tutal Cunningham. I'm a Napoleon Hill Foundation certified instructor and resiliency expert, helping people to think, speak, and act positively through the many and very challenges of life. You can find out more about me at my website at Tom, the number two, and Tall, T-A-L-L dot com. We have an exciting guest today uh, talking about to me, makes sense as a very common sense issue, but to politicians, more of a struggle. Uh, His name is Len Swanson. Len is the CEO of Global Energy Technologies Institute. He is a Vietnam War veteran with over 34 years of management and innovation experience, beginning with his first career as an officer in the United States Air Force. His global learning experiences provided him with the knowledge and insight to develop and manage one of the most dynamic global workforce development alliances ever assembled. Uh, Global Energy Technologies Institute is dedicated to providing pathways for all veterans, including Canadians, uh, soon, who seek to transition into being a part of their local regional civilian workforce and communities once again. Whole Soldier for Life transitional solutions are specific pathways designed to better channel those active duty military men and women back into civilian careers of their choosing, but also programs to recapture those veterans who were not afforded these opportunities to also have access to these same opportunities as well. As I said, an amazing initiative makes common sense to the average person. Uh, Governments require a little more than common sense sometimes to get things enacted, and this is what Len is here for. Welcome to the show, Len. Thank you, Tom, and uh, thank you to uh, your listeners, and I hope our Canadian brothers and sisters will hear this message. And uh, Tom will have information, and I'll be posting information on Lincoln.com afterwards uh, that they can seek out. And, of course, we will reach across our borders and and facilitate our veteran Canadian brothers who have stood by us there in Iraq and Afghanistan over the the last 15 years, essentially, uh, and we appreciate it. But we know that they're suffering just as well as our troops are here. And that's the point of uh, this presentation. Now, over the past six years, uh, I and others of my inner circle have developed specific transitional pathways and programs that is to facilitate the development and implementation of high-tech skill set certifications in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, and all the associated engineering energy-related programs. Uh, The vision is to provide a large array of industrial certification programs that will provide our U.S. veterans, our Canadian veterans, with the tools necessary to enter the civilian workforce in the shortest period of time, as well as for other displaced workforces worldwide. Now, Mm. to accomplish this, we know that we have to pass more engaging legislation, at least here in the U.S., and I'm assuming in Canada as well. And we're about to introduce what we call Skills for Veterans Transitional Job Placement Act 2015. It is not a Band-Aid resolution, but an all-encompassing mandate with multi-year funding that reflects the need for Congress to authorize 
and first of all, mandate and fund specific veteran transitional pathways for career assessment, counseling, skill set training, for specific civilian job placement in a career of the veteran's choosing. Two, to provide holistic wellness assessments, counseling, to include their families, and wellness treatment with primary emphasis on traumatic brain injuries and what we call post-traumatic growth challenges, not disorders, to hopefully at all DOD and VA medical facilities, but regardless of when federal facilities come online, Getty is affiliated with non-VA holistic wellness clinics that will can and receive and process uh, the government insurance under TRICARE and the CHOICE programs. But we look to have those programs funded separately under our, our new mandated legislation. And third and finally, it is workforce veteran housing to support the total needs of all transitioning active duty and veterans and their families who are now being transitioned into permanent housing requirements as dictated by their relocation into civilian jobs. But to facilitate that, we know that we're going to require federal guaranteed loans for the construction of also student housing on campuses and colleges, which is sorely needed because if I'm going to send in tens of thousands of, of veterans nationwide into our campuses, they need to have a safe and secure place to learn and not have to worry about finding uh, appropriate housing. So, Tom, uh, that, mm. that we're starting off to do initially, and uh, we go can go from there. Nice. Now, uh, there's 22 million U.S. veterans. That's a lot of veterans. How do you see getting your message or call for action conveyed to rally those 22 million people who are all throughout your country? Uh, to me, it sounds like a daunting task to rally seven people, let alone 22 million. Well, luckily in, in the United States and, of course, in the world, we have a uh, capability because of technology and with the evolution of social media and, and regional and national and local organizations, of which there's 62,000 here in the United States, and we're in contact with most of them, that is providing us, you know, a more direct conduit. Uh, so we're, you know, but to do this, you have to launch a, a series of targeted veteran community-driven venues that are both informative and entertaining that we began here in Houston back on uh, January 29th at our Houston uh, Stocker Stadium, the Dynamo Stadium, and we have a, a variety of smaller venues being scheduled, uh, like this coming Wednesday at uh, House of Blues. And these are, are business-to-business uh, venues uh, that are generating awareness. You've got to have to generate awareness within your local communities, and this is what we're facilitating other communities to do likewise in order to start having that conversation between uh, the employers and veteran organizations that can channel them, you know, under our specific guidelines. Now, the platform that we will provide, uh, you know, is for diversified programs that will chronicle uh, and document veteran initiatives and situations that we look at putting on our veteran veteran TV network that we have the today's technology, the ability uh, to put on, because we know if we don't have a platform like this, 
your our local and national media still has a certain amount of callous indifference, and and they just don't see it as a uh, a need, even though we have 22 plus deaths a day, 22 deaths a day of our veterans uh, because of cat, what we call callous indifference and an inability of our 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 healthcare. Uh, military health care systems, the Veterans Administration, of, of dealing with uh, the challenges that our men and women are facing. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just unbelievable. And, but we know that through Getty TV and other social media uh, platforms and in conjunction with our, our legislation, um, one, of, one of the key things that is already being uh, reverberated back to us is Obviously, uh, politicians' concern of being showcased on a platform like this that would get back to their constituencies because, as we all know, we've got a very large and contentious election coming up uh, for uh, to replace Obama here in 2016. And so uh, Getty TV is going to be at the forefront of highlighting who are really veteran-supported uh, legislators, both on the congressional and senatorial and even our local uh, legislators, uh, because there, again, whatever gets enacted at the uh, state, at the national level, has to be carried through at the state level. And hence, uh, it's, this doesn't stop with our, our national government. It also reaches out to our local and regional governments as well. Nice. Uh, now, you speak in terms of providing holistic wellness assessment counseling, uh, which includes the veterans' families and treatment. And what are you referring to there, and what does it, re- what does it entail? Well, when we speak of holistic, we're talking about basically following a more non-traditional pathways of, of current state-of-the-art treatment processes that are non-formulary-based. In other words, we do not rely on uh, pharmaceutical drugs. And, and of course, currently, um, this, uh, unfortunately, is uh, the pathway that our Veterans Administration is using, basically because they have not had the opportunity to update, and they also lack, quite honestly, the knowledge too, or there again, there's a callous indifference uh, because you basically you're dealing with a 150-year-old institution, which a lot of people forget that our, our Veteran Administration was created at the end of our Civil War in 1865, and it has morphed continuously. And any bureaucracy that gets that big at the end of the year, it's like a big old battleship. You just can't turn it on a dime. Hence, why we have the issues that we do in healthcare that is being showcased and, and the deaths that are occurring due to improper care. Well, our solution is to create uh, what we're calling, um, through our whole soldier transition centers uh, that we look to have uh, built under our legislation, the ability to do a better wellness assessment. And that, you know, will begin by at the active duty base level doing a more comprehensive assessment of the, the total wellness, and which entails physical and mental uh, condition of our soldier that is being released from active duty. But there again, at these centers, we can also bring back in veterans that slipped through the crack that didn't have this type of transition 
uh, evaluations, especially when we're talking about um, afflictions that are also reflective of what happens in, in our pro sports and our uh, sports in general or car accidents, and that's called traumatic brain injuries. And if that is not properly documented, and, and of course with the new technology that is out there uh, with 3D CAT scan uh, visualization, well, a physician, a neurologist, can specifically see what part of the brain is actually damaged. And, and, and if you don't use that procedure, it's like, well, I think this might work. Uh, and of course what they're doing is for the most part uh, to keep the guy, uh, the soldier subdued, is to overdrug them and cause what we call uh, drug zombies. And if they're if they're in that state of non-coherence and ability to basically function uh, in a, a balanced uh, cognitive way, well, they can't go into our our training programs. And uh, these are you know considerations that uh, are you know prohibit our groups like ours that have career pathways. Um, quite frankly, about 40% of the post-9-11 uh, veterans, which is an extensive number, so especially when we're talking about releasing 1.7 million back to um, the general population, we'll do the math of what 40, that 40% represents. And so part of that, we already know that uh, uh, there are specific programs that have been proven to be successful, like General Salazar's programs that he developed for NATO under the, the Veteran 360-degree program, uh, and the Marine 360 leader cor leadership courses uh, that had a demonstrated uh, ability to decompress and recondition our, our soldiers to also be functional as family members as well. And, and this, you know, their programs provided the soldiers with training tools, therapies, guidance to restore and enhance their own psychological readiness, their physical fitness, nutritional status, and spiritual help and financial fitness and relationships of awareness, insight, and tools to give them the skills necessary to lead and support their troops. Now, these are components of what we talk about a holistic way. It is, it is a certain amount of common sense, but also specific methods that the military has seen be effective in creating that warrior, but now in the same process, using those same techniques to bring them back to a sense of, of coherent and cognizant balance from also being exposed to what war is all about. And if you don't have those pathways, um, first and foremost, to bring them to a, a center of balance, well then you start drugging them, and now you're it's like a uh, a truck stuck in the mud, its tires just keep on spinning or you're just spiraling down deeper and deeper into that uh, bottomless rabbit hole and then it's difficult for then um, civilian uh, wellness experts to then bring them back up. It just doesn't happen overnight. And, of course, mm -hmm. we're talking about infusing a structure that is not just for a one-time deal, but we know that, like in a lot of situations, this is an ongoing no different than if you had contracted high blood pressure or diabetes, you still have to go under comprehensive care, but that should not preclude you um, from receiving the treatments that you know you need 
no different than you would do in a civilian society. And we know this is important because we're starting to see pushback on the part of uh, our industrial HRs because they just, in human nature, assume that every veteran that they come into is afflicted. Well, here again, what part of 40% is not 100%? And hence the necessity of these types of programs needing to be effectively pushed forward. And, of course, that is what Getty is at the forefront of, of doing and providing with the, the help of the legislation that we're looking at passing. Mm, wow, wow, neat. I'm loving this. Now, uh, I hadn't realized till I came across you online that 2015 was the year of the veteran. Is it the year of the veteran in Canada as well? And what kind of things are being done this year in honor of the year of the veteran? Well, the year of the veteran means it is more of a, a political call of action. You know, as a Vietnam veteran, um, my uh, my class has been fighting for 40 years to get the recognition that we were never given, and then we were the original uh, throw uh, the class of thrown, being thrown under the bus and, and being totally disregarded. And it's just been a, in, in the last, uh, really, the last 10 years. Uh, with the advent of the Iraq and Afghani wars that uh, Vietnam veterans started to come into their own. And it really wasn't uh, until 2009 uh, when Obama came in that we finally got recognized for being exposed to the debilitating effects of Agent Orange, which was a herbicidal agent that was used in Vietnam but also used here in the United States as a cost-effective tool, as a herbicide. Well, guess what? When you get exposed to that at high levels or even multiple, you know, at different ratios over a long period of time, uh, your body is going to say, shit, it's going to deteriorate. And I'm one of those. You know, in my case, it deteriorated my uh, arteries. And uh, I'm just one of lucky, actually, 10 people in the United States that have survived a, a ruptured aorta, and uh, but many others have not, and hence that has driven us, uh, our group here in Dallas or, or in Houston, uh, to take this and say, all right, United States, this is the year of the veteran. We are creating platforms, we're creating legislation, we're creating public awareness, we're creating a veteran uh, TV platform that is going to allow us to champion this nationwide uh, in a true grassroots format to say to D.C., what part of no more do you no longer understand? That we're here to, as we say, get her done and get her done now because we're tired of, of our soldiers dying uh, in, in situations where they could be mitigated. Now, are we going to be able to save all men and women that are afflicted with the ravages of, of what their service entailed, no. But can we mitigate a large percentage of that with better health care pathways and procedures and, and, and providing them with a, a uh, an ongoing infrastructure that provides them the leverage of security and, and consciousness of still belonging to a, an overall organization that is reflective of what they experienced when they were on active duty? Yes. That is so, in essence, is the call for 2015. But it's also something, as I said, that this is something that we look to uh, bring to Canada 
and to our, our other NATO allies as this progresses, because all that served beside us in our quest in Afghanistan and Iraq um, all experienced the same considerations that our U.S. troops do and, and are deserving of what we've developed. So that, in essence, is what 2015 Year of the Veteran all entails, and it's basically a battle cry of 22 million upset, I use other terms, but upset veterans <laughs> uh, <laughs> that... Uh, what part of uh, that don't you all understand? I mean, you, you can't keep throwing us under the bus. Uh, one of the most experienced, educated military forces in the world and, and think that we're just going to lie down and, and, and take it. Well, what we're formulating is a, is a, a strong, resilient political block of, of educated voters that are not going to accept callous indifference by our elected officials. And so this is also a notice to them that when we come to D.C., you better stop, you better listen, you better enact. Uh, no more Band-Aids, but take what we're giving you as, as an effective infrastructure to put into place so we can mitigate uh, our deals. And a lot of your listeners are not aware of, uh, of the fact that the U.S. forces are a volunteer force. We signed a contract of enlistment. The enlistment contract states that is, you know, in in recognition of the years of service that you validly provided to our nation uh, in the cause of security and, and world peace, that at the end of that honorable service, you will be granted certain tools to effectively return to civilian status. Well, that, of course, means health care. That means transitional educational programs like I've just outlined and other considerations of uh, payments that you get, as you would in any uh, retirement programs as well, or uh, medical disability uh, payments. But sadly... The vast share of those contractual promises, um, our government is in default. And we're, we're saying, what part of a contractual obligation that you're in default are you all not understanding? And mm -hmm. here we are today presenting to you uh, here in the in, ensuing weeks legislation that says, well, guess what? Here's the infrastructure that you said you were going to give us, but you didn't know how to put it into place. Well, here, what better way than veterans knowing what we need is, is what we're stating we needed, and we're expecting multi-year funding so that this is, doesn't turn into a political football year after year as well. So mm. that is what Year of the Veteran uh, 2015 means, is that it's a battle cry to uh, make public aware of this callous indifference, that you have brothers and sisters, uncles, aunts, husbands, wives that were part of that proud 1%, of our population that stood up when no one else would, and, and we're currently being thrown to the curb with callous indifference, and we're not taking it anymore. No, nor should you have to. That's a that's like a darn shame. That's a, I'm using the word darn because I'm thinking of other words, but uh, well, don't worry uh, about it. I, I, I've had you know you know as a as a true Viking warrior. 
what and and what part of that has never been PC um, is is my verbiage having to be uh, politically correct at this time. So I I totally under understand because the frustration level that has ensued, especially in the Vietnam era veterans, and then watching our brothers and sisters continue to not receive the level of care that we were promised. Well, it's really our our generation that is really standing up and is at the forefront of, of this endeavor, leading and showing um, our younger brothers and sisters how to. You know, it's also about mentoring and, 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 and you know, and embedding into them the tools of how you can do these things, and that transcends into, you know, all our transition programs. So you're right. It is it is a shame, but that is also part of the, the maturity and, and part of the resilience that um, our military has evolved into in providing the type of leadership that is now transcending into civilian leadership uh, and bringing those capabilities and skills to the fore that uh, unless you walk the mile in our shoes, as they say, you really don't understand, so don't even presume that you understand. Just follow our lead and accept the fact that we know better than others, including certain medical realms of what is necessary for us to be whole again and to be an effective member of our civilian society. That's all we're asking is to be given the tools and the means by which to find that new equilibrium in a civilian society at the end of the day. Amazing. Now, here's a point I have been thinking about. Um, it seems, from a Canadian's viewpoint, that every U.S. politician will stand up proudly and talk about how great their service people are, how great their veterans are, and how much of a debt they owe to them. And most major sporting events is going to have some recognition of the veteran and the great work he does and the service he provides to the country. If every politician is putting their hand on their heart and making these declarations and giant stadiums are giving standing ovations to the people that serve, uh, why are politicians following through with actions more than just putting their hand on their heart and thanking them so profusely but refusing to help? Well, you know, quite honestly, it. this is where, um, you know, I'm going to put on the professor's hat of, of, of political science. Americans got to understand that the the politicians that they, that they elect uh, are there to speak on behalf of their constituents. Well, that doesn't mean that they're all seeing all omnipious and, and know how to structure legislation. Hence, there really isn't too many politicians that create original base legislation on their own. They rely on outside forces, industry, groups, uh, professional organizations like ours to step forward and, you know, provide them the pathway. Well, that has been done in half measures because part of the problem is is that in, in, in true spirit of, of, of not being really callous but just really ignorant of, of what you need to really put into place, there's been a variety of programs with good intent um, 
that were passed over the last decade here in the United States, but they failed to put the proper infrastructure programs that would produce the kinds of measurable results on a sustained basis. But the first thing that they failed to do was provide the type of dynamic, holistic pathways to wellness because until you stabilize and and make that equilibrium in that soldier whole again to where they can be cognizant and coherent to proceed, like I said, within other career guidance pathways and considerations, well, it's not sustainable. And the failures that we've had repeatedly over the decades and the hundreds of millions of dollars that have, in essence, been wasted um, for the vast majority of, of and I'm going to say 80% um, of, of soldiers have not achieved what they wanted to achieve. Uh, there's always that resilient 10, 20% within our core, you know, much like myself and others, uh, that, you know, through our own personal resolve and capabilities, we were able to overcome uh, what we call the growth challenges and we're able to proceed. But not everybody has that same internal mechanism. And so, yes, I, you hear this rally and, and, and patriotism, and, but unless you provide even our legislators with a pathway and tools uh, to effectively make this type of transition reality, it just doesn't happen. Hence why we, we've just said, you know what, enough. We know what the problem is. We have a solution. We, ha we know the political pathways that you've got to do grassroots nationwide to make sure that the politicians know that they can't ignore what we're about to give them, and that is a roadmap, an infrastructure that will effectively provide the contractual obligations that our nation said that they would provide. So at the end of the day, Tom, this is similar things that uh, our Canadian brothers and sisters can emulate, and, and we hope to make this uh, something that is going to culminate in, in different uh, events nationwide, but we look to, on Veterans Day, uh, be a part of a major million veteran rally, which I hope will include our Canadian brothers and sisters to the steps of the Lincoln Memorial and state that we've achieved what we are now going to classify as Veterans Independence Day because our legislation has been enacted and now we have pathways that we can provide not just for our, our veterans here but for all our NATO allies that served honorably with and along with us and suffered equally in those trials and tribulations as well. Well, as I told you before we got on the air, uh, uh, Len, like, uh, this makes too much sense for politicians to be, like, not doing something. You have a large force of people, 22 million. If you got them all together, they can make a huge difference for any politician. And so I'm with you on this. Uh, and I know in Canada that we have some of those same issues, if not all of them. I haven't paid that much attention, but... I do read enough to know that we do not look after our veterans after they come back health-wise and most likely not job-wise either. And it's a shame. Who would you rather have working for you? Like, you got a veteran working for you? That guy's got discipline. He's got intelligence. He's got bravery. He's got commitment. Uh, he's got reliability. He's got, like, every character trait you Well, he's got need. the understanding of the word called team. And see, that's something that... Um, our civilian counterparts 
um, who are all about the I and the me, um, right. have not had that made a part of their their infrastructure, their being, their essence. Uh, and that's what, of course, uh, you know, our veterans bring to the table to any employer is the understanding of how to collaborate and how to coordinate as a team effort versus just a me and I, which is is what a major employer or any employer would like is that to have that team spirit, you know, embellished. Now, for your listeners um, to learn more about this, uh, they just need to, you know, and of course, you I know you were posted, but reach out to me on on either Lincoln.com at Len Swanson and, and connect with me, and you can follow um, all the information that has been talked about today that's being posted there, as well as you can simply email me directly at Len, L-E-N, Swanson, 592 at gmail.com. And, uh, you know, I want to thank your listeners uh, for this opportunity. But uh, here again, I'm, I'm looking forward to working with you and, and your associates as we take this forward because keep in mind, it's not just my voice. It is the voice of the many, and that is the only thing that politicians understand is not just that lone voice in the wilderness, but when just imagine the the intensity and the volume of 22 million voices nationwide, worldwide, uh, all speaking up in the same coherent and and in concert with one another manner. Just give us what we've asked the tools, the means by which to rejoin civilian society and, and, and enjoy the fruits of, of what we feel that we have earned. And it's just that simple. And it doesn't mean that you have to ignore us. Just vote in and pass the legislation that we're asking you to pass, and uh, we can all move on. Uh, but it's not, it's not something that's going to happen overnight. We know that. It's an ongoing, continuous life challenge, and that's why we call it growth challenges. I agree. I agree. And keep at it. Keep at it till you have your last breath in you because there's a lot of, that's 22 million, as you mentioned, a lot of people's lives in some form or another are being impacted positively by the work you do. So stay at it tirelessly. Kick a lot of politicians' butts. Kick them hard with steel toe boots and keep on their case. Well, I always wear uh, cowboy boots with with, uh, a little metal tip on it that we call cock. That'll get attention. That'll oh, get that attention. Ah, oh, trust me, that 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 gets their attention real quick. So kick them right between the pockets. Your choice, you front go. or back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But keep the message loud and proud because there's no logical person of any desire of any ilk that lives in North America in an amazing country when so many people in the world do not that would not agree that our veterans exactly. and that, need to be treated like royalty. Exactly. Well, it's not a matter of treating like royalty. It's just, and that's not what we're asking. We're asking just to be given our respective due at the end of the day, um, which is all that we're asking. And, and, it, and it's from that context that, um, unfortunately, groups like ours have, like the Phoenix coming, rising out of the ashes, um, is is basically what part of no more don't you comprehend and what part of 22 million pissed-off veterans 
um, at the end of the day is coming at you that you will understand because that will translate at the ballot box if you don't understand. And, and hence, that's why Getty TV, Veteran TV, will become a very powerful and instrumental tool for transition, but also for uh, awareness and, and showing of the pathways that I've talked about so that they always know where they can go to find the true voice of how to. And you can count on, on veterans providing that level of truthfulness and resolve at the end of the day that is also beneficial to all veterans, not here in the United States but worldwide, hence why we created this global platform that will go live at the end of May. I will be cheering for you and praying for you. So kick butt and take names and get action taken because uh, you're on the right side of the issue on this one. You're on the side of the angels, as my dad would say. So keep up the amazing work. Thanks for being with me today, Len. This is a, an incredible initiative. I'm sure it's a tiring one dealing with politicians. But keep up your strength and energy and push forward, my friend. Thank you, Tom. Thank you. Have an, Appreciate have it. an amazing day. Take care.